Hello, folks. I hope you're doing well today. Because today on the Millennial Man Child Podcast, we're going to be slowing things down. We're going to breathe and turn the volume of life down a few notches. Too many of us are walking around at an 11, possibly a 10. And we need to crank that volume level down, down, down to like a three. We're looking for a three. Oh, I'm just kidding. Fucking with you folks. What's up? Welcome back to the Millennial Man Child Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. <sighs> How you doing? Hope life's treating you well. I hope the big bad world ain't beating you up too much. You know, I hope you're getting everything your heart desires and all your needs are being met. Mwah. You know, that's what I hope for you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but hopefully when you get to sit down and listen to the man-child pod, you're just, you know, maybe sipping a nice cup of coffee, which I don't know why I pretended to sip a cup of coffee when I have one right here. But, uh, you know, maybe smoking a little joint, getting ready to relax. Maybe you're sitting at your desk. I don't know. Just trying to fucking escape from work. Whatever it is, I hope the podcast finds you in good spirits and I hope you're doing all right. That's the important thing. So let's get into it today, folks. Um, All jokes aside from the fucking shitty, weird intro that I did there, um, one thing I did want to talk about is actually turning the volume of life down. I don't know about you, but for me, I am a guy who, I like to be entertained. I like to find something to pass the time. And it's never been a better time in the fucking history of the world to do that. You know what I mean? Like there's more content more free content than ever. As long as you have an internet connection, you can entertain yourself for fucking hours without any stopping in sight. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's too much. So for me this week, I'm trying to, you know, turn the volume of life down from a 10 or an 11, bringing it down to a three or a four. I'm going to try to stay away from screens so much. I'm not going to watch Netflix. I don't want to watch YouTube. Um, I'm going to try to read a little bit more, write a little bit more. And sure, listen to music, but I'm going to try to avoid just going down these rabbit holes of, oh, let's watch every podcast that has a new one this week. Let's hit that new show that just came out on Netflix. Oh, there's a documentary. You have to see it. Have you seen it? You haven't seen it? Oh, you're behind. Like, it's too much. So maybe the next couple of weeks, this week in particular, I am going to be slowing it down, you know, taking the foot off the gas a little bit, just trying to make sure... I'm using my time properly, make sure that I'm not fucking just caught up in this loop of like, oh, somebody entertain me, somebody, somebody make me happy, I don't want to feel like I don't know what I'm doing with my life, and ah, you know, because that's what happens when you're bored, you start thinking, you're like, oh shit, I'm pretty bored, I don't have anything to do, and then the thoughts start to creep in, you're like, you're a loser, you're, you should be doing this, da 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 you start like hating on yourself, and instead of going down that path, we're like, you know what? I'm going to throw on a little uh, little Netflix, maybe some YouTube, right? That's the classic millennial uh, way of solving a problem, and it doesn't really solve shit, right? So, again, like I said, turning the volume down this week, going to take a step back, focus on some meditation, focus on some writing, all that fun stuff, and we'll see what happens. I'll report back to you next week. Should be should be a good little experiment. Hopefully, I mean, I know we know how these have gone in the past for me, so... Hopefully I can do it. You know what I mean? Hopefully I don't just say something and then be like, eh, fuck it. 
fell apart again. Because that's, uh, that's kind of how I do most things. It just usually tends to fall apart the second I start even committing to anything. But such is life, right? Anyways. Um, other than that, I had a great weekend this past weekend. Was able to hang out with my bro and some friends. Uh, we watched the UFC fights. I believe it was 235, John Jones versus Anthony Smith. Great card, stacked from top to bottom. So many awesome fights. Um, that's just one of my favorite things to do. Just get a group of friends together, order a pizza, have some beers, watch the fights, fuck around and have a good time, you know, smoking bowls, whatever. Always fun. And when the fights were as good as they were on Saturday night, mm, that's, that's a good night to me. That's what I'm looking for most weekends, honestly. I love that shit. Uh... I must say, hats off to, uh, you know, John Jones, the GOAT. He won again. And, you know, say, that being said, he had a great performance. Looked amazing. But, um, man, Anthony Smith. That's one tough dude. A Midwesterner. I love that. You know, from like Omaha or something like that. Pretty close to where I'm from. You know, I'll take it. It was So it was cool to see him out there. You know, his nickname's Lionheart. He lived up to every bit of that. Tough as fucking nails. Could have potentially even stopped the fight had he wanted because of an illegal knee. Decided to keep going. Wanted to win the belt properly. Not to get some fluke disqualification win. And yeah, you know, hats off to him. Great great fight. I'll be a fan from now on for sure. Uh, the other fight, the other championship fight, Tyron Woodley versus Kamaru Usman. Might have been a little bit of a boring fight to most people. But it was impressive to me. I had never seen Woodley dealt with in that way. He has been one of the... Best champions at welterweight since George St. Pierre. He has been a beast. But he just got manhandled. And I'd never seen that before. He's a great wrestler. But Kamar Usman's gas tank and pressure was relentless. And he put on a great performance as well. So, again, always fun to have a good night. Hanging with the bros. Watching the fights. Um, what did you guys do? You guys ever do anything like that? Do you have a lot of fun things that you like to do? Huh? 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 You gotta make sure you're doing some fun things. That's all I know. Because I feel like I've been working way too much, fucking trying to do the podcast, trying to do comedy, uh, you know, got a promotion recently, working at the barbecue house, just been like, fuck. And that's my little time when I get to watch the fights and unwind and chill. I just like, that's what it's all about, you know, having a good time, hanging with the people you love to be around, good stuff. So yeah, sorry I've been rambling a little bit. We'll just get into the episode today. Um, I ain't got too much for you. Should be a good one. And yeah, enjoy. As of late, I've been living check to check, stealing dead and Uncle Sam, always breathing down my neck. Man, I can't catch a break, and my old whip need new brakes. I know numbers hit my phone, I done missed the payment date, damn. I just wanna buy my mama house. I just wanna buy my mama house. With a brand new car, with some big old rims, to support my friends. Now that's a win. I just wanna buy my mama house. I just wanna buy my mama house. With a brand new car, with some big old rims, to support my friends. Now that's a win. 
the hardest working underachiever you ever met. Probably gotta make a million for my relative show respect. And I'm not trying to rant about how my diamonds may be wet. Yeah, the diamond in the rough, you just ain't looking for me yet. I fell down with no support. Looked around, no love in store. I guess life just ran its course. Messed out all my cars for support. Struggled all year, I was taught. Felt the anger in my core. Still confused, I wanted more. I want the sky, but got the floor. I need that bill money. Boy, I need a raise. I need a new girl. When that give me praise. See my mama hustle. Mm. Amen. Alright. Let's just hop on into it. You know what I'm saying? Let's just dive in head first. Um, so today, we'll give you a little... I, I figured I would continue what I'm now referring to as the Millennial Tinder Diaries. Um, you know, hopped back on Tinder, updated the bio, been swiping, uh, swiping up a fucking storm. You know, just as much as they'll let me for free. I'm obviously not paying for Tinder. I feel like that is... A, I don't know. It's only like three bucks, but I could never. I don't see myself fucking paying for Tinder. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I, I don't know how it works. Maybe if you actually pay for Tinder, they're like, oh, we'll hook you up with the fucking, the good swipes or the fucking thing that actually works instead of trying to just keep you on the app as much as possible and not giving you any results. Cause that's what I feel like sometimes that app is. You're sitting there fucking swiping. I'm swiping right a lot. You know, I'm not too picky. Well, actually, I'm kind of picky, but, and, and not deservedly so, there's no reason on earth for me to be picky, you know, I'm not like, I'm not some classically good looking guy who just fucking has this amazing charisma and can get any girl he wants, I am a guy who cannot even get hardly any girls for the most part, you know what I mean, I am, I, I'm shy, I fucking clam up like a little bitch sometimes around girls that I think are cute, I can't even help it, I don't know why, and then... Uh, but then I'll be on Tinder and it brings out the worst in me. I'm swiping right on all these like fucking super hot chicks I have no chance with, you know, just like, please, baby, please, baby. And yeah, it, it brings out the worst in me because I'm just looking at one little picture. Sometimes I'll, you know, press the little thing and it'll slide over. I'll see a couple and be like, yeah, that's, that's good. Just fucking brings out the worst, the lowest common denominator of just like, yeah, that's maybe somebody that I would fuck. That's all it is. Like, I'm not like, there's my girlfriend, right? It's just like, you look at the picture, you go, would, would I sleep with that person, yes or no? Swipe, right? That's pretty much what it is. So I don't know. Uh, but I did get a couple of new matches. And again, I don't know how this shit works. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm terrible at it, figuring it out as I go along. But apparently, and I should have known this, should have known this. You can't hit people with the, hey, what's up, or... Hey, how are you doing? How's life treating you? You got to come up with some fucking amazingly clever, elaborate question that makes you seem super interesting and unique and stand out above all the rest. You know, it's just like, it's exhausting. Why, why can't you just hit me with the, hey, what's up? And we can start there and then maybe go from somewhere. But no, uh, apparently that's not enough because I hit up a couple of people. I've had like maybe four or five matches since we last chatted and just ghosted by all of them no responses it's fine i don't give a fuck whatever it is what it is and you know it's funny because some of the matches was like oh swiping down here in the slums i see because they should not be matching with me and that's probably why they didn't respond after they're like oh okay i didn't see exactly what i was getting myself into and i'm definitely gonna just leave that you know let that just sit there and marinate 
but yeah, so we're, we're figuring out. We're trying to fucking navigate these murky waters. It's uh, it's kind of new to me. I've I've been on Tinder for a little while, but I haven't really ever used it regular with like any regularity, and actually trying to get on dates. Sometimes I would just use it to be like, just to swipe a little bit, get a match, and remind myself that oh look, someone does actually think I'm attractive. Like oh cool, <laughs> nice. You know that's a good reminder because I think I am atrocious looking. But yeah, so um, we'll see. I'll keep you updated. And the funny part is, is like. Maybe, maybe even at least, like, sir, I can't get a real date. But at least, could a guy get catfished? You know what I mean? Am I too ugly to even get catfished? Come on, people. You know, draw me out. Play me, play me like a fiddle. Bring me along on this fucking shit show of a journey. You know, Manti Teo, fake girlfriend, all of that stuff. Make it happen. I just want to feel like I'm loved and needed a little bit. You know, feel like somebody cares. Even if it's not a real person. Right? I show up to the date, it's some 45-year-old Cheeto-fingered fat, you know, fuck who is hairy and hasn't shaved in three months and whatever. You know, I'll, I'll have a nice little laugh, but at least for that short little bit of time, I'll be like, you know what? We had a nice thing. We had a nice thing. <sighs> Can't even get catfish, son. What the fuck is wrong with this world? That's all I'm saying. Somebody catfish me, all right? Let's make it happen. Anyways. Uh, oh. Speaking of catfish, no, I don't know. That's not really a good transition. But uh, the big one of the big stories in the news lately is um, Michael Jackson, the new documentary "Leaving Neverland," I believe is what it's called. I think it's on HBO. Um, I haven't watched it. I probably won't watch it uh, because I don't really care that much. I'm not interested in the topic. Um, it's it's fucked up. Sure, whatever. But it's just like, you know, Michael Jackson's dead. He can't even defend himself. And then this doc comes out and it's, you know, just scorched earth, just burning everything he had to the ground, which uh, maybe is good. Maybe that needed to be done. I don't know. I find it kind of gross. Not as gross as touching kids. So to each their own, you know, let them do their thing. I don't care. Um, it probably wouldn't be a topic I would choose to go at. But then again, uh, I think they were, the people who made it were possibly molested by Michael Jackson, so they felt the need to get the word out there. I don't know. It just seems, I'm just not interested, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm not going to watch it. I don't really care. I've already kind of, you know, in the back of all of our minds, no one, everyone knew, right? Everyone knew Michael Jackson was a little kitty diddler. He had this fucking crazy Nether, Neverland ranch where there's fucking Ferris wheels and rides and carnival shit and probably a bowling alley you know that's it's a crazy place and it's really meant for kids but it's even sick more sickening when you realize he's like luring kids there to maybe you know diddle them because if i was a little a young lad of course i'd want to go to neverland ranch dude that place looks dope i could barely even afford to go to uh, six flags or worlds of fun or any of those things growing up so it's like that place would have been a kid's dream so I'm just saying, like, I guess when it, in the grand scheme of things, we all kind of knew Michael Jackson was a child molester. There's many cases about it. There's a lot of talk, plenty of rumors. And no one was like, probably like, you know, a couple years ago, five years ago, it's Halloween. You hear, thriller, thriller, you know, and you're fucking dancing and having a good time. And you're loving it. And you're not even thinking shit about Michael Jackson being a pedophile. You're having a great time. Life is good. 
<clears throat> but now, and you knew, let's be honest, you knew back then, even five years ago, you knew he was touching kids. It's all, there's been too many rumors for it to not probably be true, right? So we're having a good time. We're dancing to that. And now this documentary comes out and people are like, oh my God, I'm never listening to Michael Jackson again. He was disgusting. Who would have guessed? It's like, dude, everybody knew. And sure, maybe we didn't know some of the finer details. I don't know what the document documentary says or what's going on exactly. But um, I'm just saying, it's it's it seems very hypocritical to like now like take this moral high ground. People are like, yep, never listening to Michael again. He was a disgusting pig. And maybe you've had that uh, view the whole time. Cool, good for you. That's consistent, and I respect that. Uh, but for me, I've listened to Michael Jackson. I've had these, you know, ideas that he's probably a child diddler, and I don't know. I, I, I don't feel bad listening to the music. I don't I don't want to feel guilty listening to something that I enjoy. You know, I don't listen to Michael Jackson regularly. Every once in a while, you get in a mood, right? You get in a mood. You play a little man in the mirror. You, have, you shed a little tear looking, looking at yourself. And you're like, yeah, that's right, man. I'm, I'm going to do it for you or whatever. And then you go about your business. You have a nice day. Uh... And I guess that's the real question, right? Can you separate the art from the artist? I don't know. It's tough. I guess it's, you know, because obviously this is not a good thing. I'm not pro-child molestation. I don't, I don't think that's something that anybody should have done to them. Disgusting. That being said, being molested by Michael Jackson, that's top-level pedophile. Most people get some fucking, you know... Cheeto fingered hairy dude or like an uncle in their basement that's unfinished and smells like ball sack that's where you get touched that's horrible these kids were probably drinking out of gold goblets you know kool-aid with gold goblets fucking riding on ferris wheels while michael jackson's jerking off next to them who knows but that is a much better experience than the typical molestation you know plus he's got that sweet soft voice those, you know, very soft hands, I'm sure. Very soft hands. And he was probably a very caring and gentle child molester. Because he just seemed like a very gentle soul. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm saying. This is horrible. Uh, I don't know. But, again, at the end of the day, um, it just seems to me... I don't know. I, I It just seems like I'm probably still going to occasionally enjoy a Michael Jackson song. I'm not going to... Uh, I was never like a big fan of him, like especially him as a person. I ever I was always like kind of creeped out by him just because of how he looked, and because I didn't know him as you know the Michael Jackson before I grew up with fucking the Michael Jackson who was all white, had a fucking pencil thin nose that looked like it could fucking stab through something, uh, and just crazy makeup or whatever it was. It was too much for me. I always was a little scared by him, and that's another thing. If you're a child and uh, heading towards Michael Jackson. Sure, he seems like a sweetie, but to me, he looked like a monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? He morphed into some crazy, like, I don't even know what it was. It was almost not human looking. It looked like an alien. But yeah, the music was amazing. So separating the artist from the art, I, I guess maybe I can do it. I don't know if that's a, the right thing to do. I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't, I don't claim to be on some moral high ground really ever. So I don't know. I guess I'm probably just going to keep living my life the way I live it, even though this, you know, documentary has been just, people have just been shitting on him 
relentlessly, basically. So, yeah, obviously not a good dude. But, man, was that music fucking fuego, son. He's got bad. He's got that. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Like that shit? Oh, man. I, I'm, all, I'm ready to just fucking start partying right now listening to it. It's a banger. So, who knows? It's And it's with a bunch of people. It's not... It's crazy how this is something that comes up consistently. There's Woody Allen. There's Kevin Spacey. Michael Jackson. Bill Cosby. Uh, I'm sure there's many more. But all these people who have been, at one point or another, really at the top of their game... Somebody most of their peers looked up to have inspired generations upon generations of music to come. I mean, can you imagine how many people uh, nowadays have been inspired through hearing Michael Jackson songs and seeing him dance? It's fucking endless, the number of people. And, you know, I'm not saying it's good that he molested children. Obviously, it's bad. But the things that he did, he helped push the culture forward in many ways. He helped push music forward in many ways. I don't know. All fucked up. It's very, very complicated, I guess is what I'm saying. And I'll probably still listen to a little Michael Jackson every now and then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so anyways. That was probably ill-advised. And I will never be getting a job anywhere, especially around children, I'm sure. So that's good. I don't really like kids. Uh, so let's see, what else do we got for you? We talked about Tinder, we talked about Little Michael. Um, oh, <laughs> this is, I kind of forgot about this. But, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, this is, this is a little bit child molester heavy on this podcast, I must admit. But, uh, you know, bringing it all back with the Tinder, the Michael Jackson, putting a little button on it, if you will. Um, one thing that I found kind of crazy is that, in my life, I have been child molester adjacent many times. Like, there was my PE teacher who got busted for child molesting. Uh, there was a middle school computer teacher, or I can't remember what it was exactly, who got busted. And then my uh, director for Alpha Tau Omega Fraternity, he got busted. There's three child molesters that had been close, you know, to me. I knew them. I was around them. Not by myself or a lot. Uh, largely because I was completely unfuckable and they probably wanted nothing to do with me. I was a very fat, overweight child who was just chugging sodas all day, basically. That kind of looked like I was doing something else, didn't it? Anyways, chugging sodas all day, just fat as fuck. Pretty much the opposite of what a child molester is looking for, I think. They don't want somebody like me. They're like, oh, no, man, that's gross. They want a nice fit child, I think. And I wasn't that. But it makes me think again, what's wrong with me? I didn't get molested by any of these child molesters. I can't get a Tinder date. I can't get catfished. What do I got to do to get some attention, folks? What do I got to do? Do I got to chop a leg off? Do I got to fucking dye my hair purple? Man, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about getting a face tattoo again. I'm really thinking about it. I'm just going to be like, I don't know. What's, what's a good face tattoo? Put fucking sad clown on my forehead or something like that or pathetic loser underneath each of my eyes. That might work. I don't know. Anything for a little attention is basically what I'm looking for here. Just want to feel loved, right? Just a little love. <sighs> anyways, anyways. So, last but not least, we'll just wrap this bad boy up. It's been a, it's been an interesting one. I don't even know how we got on some of these topics. But, last but not least, there was a historic meeting, right? President Trump 
and Kim Jong-un decided to have a little sit down and a dinner the night before and talk about how they could fix the world's problems. Yeah, I'm not buying it, but I am not pessimistic necessarily. Sure, people are like, oh, you're normalizing Kim Jong-un and what he does and da-da-da-da-da, you blah-blah-blah-blah. It's like, bitch, nothing we've done for the past 50 years has been working, right? Um, why not try this? If anybody's going to be able to schmooze somebody and fucking give them a little ego boost and try and make a deal with a lunatic like Kim Jong-un, it's probably another lunatic just like President Trump. They are two sides of the same coin, right? They really are, in many ways. Uh, I'm pretty sure Trump just admires from afar how much power and control Kim Jong-un has over his people. I mean, for Christ's sakes, they think the dude's a deity. They think he's a divine being, uh, you know. And what's funny is, like, apparently they think that, or he has spread the rumor, or whatever you want to call it, that Kim Jong-un himself does not poop. Because he is a deity, he is a god, he does not take a shit. That's where he went with his powers. He's like, nope, I don't have to poop. And I think that's probably why he's fat as fuck, since he doesn't take any shits. That dude is, he's just out there eating. You know what I mean? How are you not going to get on a little bit of a diet? You don't got anybody around you that's like, hey bro, hey bro, maybe you should lay off the fucking cheeseburgers a bit. I don't know what they're eating over there. Maybe the pho. Is that, no, that's the wrong one. I don't know. Noodles, some type of noodles, eating a lot of noodles, I'm sure. And it's like, bro, take it easy. Take a step back. I don't know. But who's, who knows? Maybe some good will come of it. Uh, maybe they'll fucking de denuclearize North Korea or get them to stop testing missiles and shit. That'd be dope. Uh, also, what I can really see, though, I don't really know how much negotiation is going to be done on the uh, nuclear front. Who knows what's going to end up happening there. But what will probably happen... I could smell it already. They got good chemistry. Trump and Kim Jong, good chemistry. And maybe a little buddy cop film, 2022. Maybe after, if Trump gets reelected, they'll have to push it, you know, push it back a little bit because he's going to be a busy man. But I can already see it in the making. Kim Jong, President Trump, going around, fucking getting in little shenanigans. Oh, Dennis Rodman probably make a cameo. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a good one. Plus, how weird is it that Dennis Rodman is like one of Kim Jong-un's like favorite people. What the fuck? I don't even know how that happened. That's so strange. That is so strange to me. <laughs> that makes no sense, right? Anyways, but a nice little buddy cop film probably going to come of that. Or maybe they'll, uh, you know how, what's his name? Sasha Baron Cohen made the movie The Dictator. Maybe they'll make The Dictator 2. Hmm? Could be. Could be right up their alley. I could see that being pretty good. Um, but yeah, who knows? It's just, it's so wild. We live in such fucking strange times. All the craziness that's happening. You got fucking people like Michael Jackson's documentary coming out. You got fucking Trump over in North Korea trying to talk to these people about denuclearizing and stop testing missiles. It's fucking strange, strange times, folks. And there's not much you can do but just sit back and watch the shit show sometimes. I'm not one to really get too hands-on anymore, not to get my hands dirty. I just like to sit back and poke fun and just talk shit. It's way more easy. It's way more relaxing on my soul and on my mind, and it makes me feel better. So that's pretty much all I did today. So hopefully you enjoyed the old episode this week. I'll hit you with a little music and then the outro. And as always, thanks for listening.
the dark. Let me talk now, it's my turn. Light this blunt, now let it burn. Hear this music, know it's worth. They don't get me in a journey. Dropping now, no, I can learn. Boss a legendary bird. We gon' tour around the world. Billy and Benny, so I can blow to my Denny's. I'll turn this on to a melody. Gon' rip the bond till it's empty. Now we be blowing confetti. I'm young and I'm ready. I'm hungry, I'm sweaty. I'm Teddy, I'm 90s like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Smelly plans, sing like this R. Kelly's jam. Made it to the promised land. Underdog, ton of fans, tickets now on how to man. Hundred grand up in my hand. If you don't get it, understand. I'm ballin', I be like D-Rose, making them free dogs. Better like P-Rose, P-Millie on B-Dog. Got you jumping like C, bro. Yeah, me and Dog is making magic. See this right here, a classic. So turn up, you better blast it. Yeah! Alright, there we have it, folks. The 68th episode of the Millennial Man Child Podcast is in the books. Bada bing, bada boom. It's done. That's what's up. Ooh, man, 68 episodes. That is crazy. But it's all thanks to you beautiful folks at home. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, supporting the kid, you know, whether it be just tuning in on a weekly basis, listening to me ramble like a lunatic, or possibly sharing it with a friend, taking that risk, stepping out of your comfort zone and being like, you know what, eh, I'm going to share this dude's podcast. Sure, it's a very obscure, not very popular, and uh, most likely the rantings of a raving lunatic, but I'm going to share it anyways because I enjoy it. And that's the kind of beautiful stuff that I need to help this thing grow. So I appreciate you, no matter what, whether you're just listening, or you're sharing, or maybe you're hate-watching it. Maybe you're like, you know what, fuck that dude. I'm just gonna hate-watch the shit out of this and just fume up and get angry, or whatever it may be. Thank you. You're the best. Um, yeah. But, let's see, do I have anything for you to watch today, or check out? Um, I don't have anything off the top of my head. Uh, I finished... The audiobook I was listening to, The Name of the Wind, and I am starting the second book in the series. Uh, it's, what's it called? A Wise Man's Fear, I believe, by Patrick's, Patrick Ruthfuss. And, you know, awesome series. If you're looking for a fantasy series, again, I'm recommending it. I'm in the second book now. It's apparently 42 hours long. Talk about bang for your buck, son. Got that audible credit. 42 hours worth of entertainment. Cha-ching! So I'm going to really be listening to that a little bit more as opposed to staring at a screen or uh, looking for something. I'm going to be able to walk around and just listen to some book and relax and have a good time. Uh, I'm just trying to be less stimulated visually. You know, I think I get too enticed by the bright colors that a screen brings and, you know, we're trying to take a step back this week. So yeah, that's that's what I'll recommend. Maybe find yourself a nice little audio book to listen to. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. But... That's all I have for you beautiful folks today. Um, I'll hit you with the music. Um, in order, it's Check to Check by Amon. Um, Pink Tree by Kane, or K, C-A-Y-E. And Right Now by Malik95. So, that's all I have for you beautiful folks today. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, Millennial Manchild, out. I realize 
realize there ain't too many real ones that could hold me down. I've been with the set though, trying to get the shine. My new girl, my ex-girl, she still want me home. Yeah, she peeping everything with me that's going wrong. Always think I lie to you, I'm writing songs. Oh yeah, and they vibing too, been in my zone. I might overdose and move to ghetto heaven. I've been selling, we've been getting up. All this weight on me, them D-boy prayers only reaching up. Yeah, stressed as hell, you know I'm trying to cut. Used to bend them corners, now we rolling off all type of stuff. Hey, house party, my plan. Summer's over, yeah, my number is changing again. Can't talk to you, I'm high right now. I've been gone in my hometown right now. Drop the location, trying to slide right now.